Hey dope friends, it's your girl Kim and your girl CJ. We would like to welcome you to our podcast, Too Dope to Be Broke. This is for millennials trying to get their ish together. We created this space for you, our dope friends. Here you will get tips, motivation, laughs, encouragement, and the reality check you need to get your creative juices flowing and your bank account growing. This is a no excuse zone. Now, we haven't made it yet, but we are on our way, and we would be crazy to not take you along with us. If you're ready, then hop on this ride, and we'll get a little crazy, but we promise you, it will be worth it. That brings us to what this podcast is all about. It's a space for amazing creators like you and I to realize that we've been sleeping on ourselves for way too long. We are way too dope to be broke. It's time we make our pockets match all of the amazing, dope things we have in our mind. This podcast is filled with conversations on self-care, mental health, entrepreneurship, finances, making our dreams a reality, and so much more. Know that we are not having these conversations with you from a place of arrival, but we are all on this journey of leveling up together. So let's get it. Always your dope friends, CJ and Kim. Hey, dope friends, it's your girl Kim. And your girl CJ. And we are back for another episode Too of dope Too to Dope be to broke. Be Broke. Hey! Why do we always have a delay? I don't, I don't understand <laughs> at all. It's like that like little we pause. Try, and then, <laughs> you know, we be trying. We be trying to hear. But we are back, CJ. Yes. And we are back with episode seven. Like, man, this season is moving. Moving and grooving. I'm like, dang, we only got how many episodes left? Three. Oh, I was like, three. <laughs> no, yeah, we have three more episodes, you guys, before we complete this season. And me and CJ were talking before we started and was just saying, like, we're so grateful to you guys listening. We have over 600 um, lists, like, what is it? What is uh, it called, CJ? What did I say? Is it listens? 600 plays, plays. yeah. 600 plays. Mm-hmm. So we have 600 plays on this podcast, which is insane. Thank you, you guys. guys. Like, that is insane. We are so grateful um, for you guys really listening to us. And yeah, like, we'll go back. We'll dive more into that in a little bit. But let me check in on my friend. It's been a crazy week. How have you been, CJ? I have been doing well. I am going strong week two of school got my assignments done because I told myself you will not be trash this semester so I'm making sure to keep up with my assignments um but yeah I feel like this week though has been just a little hectic it seemed like it went by really quick it did right like I I just kind of like woke up and I'm like dang it's Friday it's Friday (laughs) like what the heck happened so yeah it went by really quick so even though like I know that it was a good week, it also kind of was a blur. Um, I don't really have a lot of highlights. I just know I made it through, and I'm still Listen. kicking, and I'm happy. Listen, so, <laughs> and sometimes that's all you. That's need. all you need just to be able to make it through. Like that's when I do like my little check-ins with everybody, and I'm like, "How are you guys doing?" And they're like, "I'm here," and I'm like, "But and you made it through. <laughs> like you not." six feet under so you still got something to be happy about and so that's just kind of how I'm feeling like it wasn't such like a stand out week but it was solid um nothing bad happened thank you lord 
That's you good. know, so it was it was a really good week overall. What about you? Girl, I've been averaging <laughs> on four hours of sleep. A my night. goodness. So my exhaustion level is up the roof, but in a great way. So we started filming. We started taping um, for the show that I work for mm-hmm. um, with ABC at CBS Studios this week. So it's been really crazy, um, hectic, long, long hours like. 15 hour days my which is goodness. insane um and y'all already know about my commute i'm moving asap come on this is ridiculous yeah but um but no it's been crazy busy but in a great way um i had some uh just like you this week was kind of like a blur but i had some amazing news this week um i got offered a position on another show bam, 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 bam. which is <laughs> Which is insane. Um, And I actually start, yeah, you know what? God is so faithful because I stepped out on this journey of like the entertainment industry almost six months ago, already January 26th. It'll be six months. Um, I know time is flying. And I stepped out and I did not know what was going to happen after the first show I was offered wrapped, but I had faith in God and I believed that he would not have allowed me to step out and give me this opportunity to leave me. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he blessed me with another opportunity with another show a month after the one show wrapped. But this time around, I feel like God was like, I'm not even going to wait until the show wraps. I'm going to make <laughs> sure that the shows overlap just to show you how much I have, yes. you know, you in my, in the palm of my hands. And I'm so grateful. So yeah, I start my new position um, literally the week the week after my show wraps um, this week, so it's it's pretty insane. Mm. I am, and it's with yeah, and it's with another major network. So you know, I'm moving moving on up slowly, but still. come on. <laughs> like, so this is uh, show number three for you, correct? This is show number three within six months, CJ. I'm telling you, yes. like, don't let me preach up in here. Preach. But God is not plan like when you when you hold on to his promises Mm -hmm. and when you you know believe in what he says like he he gave me a promise two years ago and at the time I had no idea what it even meant but he told me I was in the shower because that's you know when me and him (laughs) and I heard him say what has taken others years to do I will do for you swiftly Mm -hmm. and during that time I had just started thinking about kind of getting my feet wet in the industry and I had just had someone tell me you can't get into the industry that fast. You don't know nothing about the industry. People spend years doing this, and you're not going to just wake up and decide that this is what you want to do. Um, and I felt so defeated. Mm. And I remember that night, God told me, what has taken others years, I will do for you swiftly. And I held on to that promise. Yes. And here I am, two years later, with my third um, with my third position, mm-hmm. and not just, a, you know, Shout out to all the PAs because that's a that's amazing. Right, but not not just a, a entry level position necessarily, but to have a producer role on three major shows on three major networks is, is crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited. I am so excited for you. Also, I smell a future episode. Uh, you know, because we had a little hateration in your dancery, but just, just, <laughs> just a little a bit. Little. But just to see how you held on to that faith and you did not allow yourself to get discouraged. You have to unpack that for a future episode. Oh, absolutely. You know, because unfortunately, the haters are out here. And even if they're not necessarily trying to be a hater, but they're trying to offer you a quote unquote, let me just put you up on game. 
some wisdom right some advice. but i'm like but you don't know the god that i serve and how he works for me so uh right, appreciate exactly. your little advice but go ahead and keep it to yourself and watch me work exactly so exactly. yeah i'm super excited for you girl you deserve Thank you deserve you, you deserve it <laughs> It's so funny because every time I say like you deserve, I think about that Tank song where he's like, "Baby, I deserve," and I hate oh, that song. So you went, you went the opposite. I went way. the opposite <laughs> way because he's talking about being treated like trash, but I hate this Maybe song. I but I always hear it in my head. <laughs> I went the Jesus route, and you went the, I, the cheating route. You remember <laughs> when that song first came out, and people was like. Um, maybe I did to the part where he was like to chase you down the street, and for me, I was like, "Oh, this is now that I'm older, I'm like, this is very dysfunctional, toxic, <laughs> very toxic." <laughs> Man, but you know, God bless Tank and his ministry. I've never been a huge fan of him, bless, but <laughs> no, I have, uh, and bless Tank and his ministry. And his ministry. <laughs> I was listening to him last night. I don't don't ask me. Oh, you know it's about you. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, hey, I'm married. Come on. But anyway, baby, I, I you deserve. To last night, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to him, and I was like, Tank, you could literally sing to me any day of the week. You could sing "Mary Had a Little Lamb," and I will be like. Yes, man. Oh like, my sing. goodness! <sighs> like that. How did we even get? On I, this I am so sorry, y'all. <laughs> we it. really like we forgot that y'all was with us for a moment. <laughs> Listen, this is how me and CJ are when we on the phone. Right. Like, welcome to a three. Do you remember three way calls back in the day? Yeah. You guys are three way callers. <laughs> come on with the three way, and if you was really dope, y'all could get five people on that joint. Everybody had to take this. Y'all too young. Y'all too young. Too young. Y'all don't know nothing about that. That's that millennial talk. Them eighties babies. Well, I was like eighty nine. You was at the cusp, but you was there. there. You made it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right. girls, come (laughs) help us. Well, Mm -hmm. so wait, wait. I don't know. You said. In other words, where are where we? Where are we? I, that was definitely, I was looking at my notes like, okay, so we covered. <laughs> we are at the part where we have to remind our lovely dope friends where they can follow us. So if it's your first time listening to us, first of all, we want to say thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Um, we call you guys our dope friends because that's exactly what you are. So if you just, you know, ran across us while you were li- looking for an inspirational podcast or just a funny podcast, we want to thank you for joining us and tell you how you can follow us on Instagram at Too Dope To Be Broke. You could also like our Facebook page at Too Dope To Be Broke. We also want to make sure that you leave us a rate and yet you review us. This is extremely important. CJ, tell them why. You guys, with your ratings and with your reviews, it helps us get on that good old chart. And it yes. helps get the word out about our podcast. We, again, we love the feedback. We love hearing from you all and just how you guys are enjoying the podcast. So we really need that to come back to us, kind of like a little ecosystem. You know, you guys are like sharing us and so we can just continue to get out there and touch other people um but you know who doesn't like to hear 
feedback. Who doesn't like to hear that you're inspiring and you're you're enjoying our content? So we really, really, really want to encourage you guys that if you have sniggled, laughed, said, girl, I know what you're talking about. Let us know because it really means a lot to us because we do go back and we read and that just helps we give do. that extra push. Like, okay, we're on the right track. Let's continue to, you know, Absolutely. come together and make this podcast. And so I actually want to read um, one of the reviews that was left. Um, This is by Maya Simone. I hope I'm um, pronouncing that last part right, Simone. And it's entitled, Wow Wees. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And um, she writes, these ladies are giving it to us straight from the hip. They are not playing around. I'm thankful they started this podcast and I pray it will open many doors for them. Their wisdom and experiences they share are priceless. I am receiving the help I need in getting my career on track by listening to this podcast. Wow. Maya, thank you so much. That means so much to us just to hear that. We really appreciate that. So, um, so just with us going through our reviews and seeing, um, just how we are like, you know, touching you guys and that you guys are enjoying it. You know, me and Kim was like, you know what? Y'all took the time to give unto us through your words of affirmation. So we want to give back to you all. So we're going to be doing a contest. So we are going to give away one of our two dope to be broke t-shirts. So here are the rules y'all very simple. We are asking that you will go ahead and rate us and leave us a review. That is it. Uh, So for those who have already given us uh, reviews, we're going to put your name in the hat. And so from now on until our next week's episode, we just say rate us, rate us, rate us, review us, review us, review us, drop it, drop. And as you guys are um, actually, okay, sorry, y'all, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. But after you guys um, review us in the review, please drop your Instagram so that we know how to contact you just in case you do win the T-shirt shirt but that is very simple you guys we are just asking for you to go ahead leave a review give us a little five-star rating and you are entered in to win a too dope to be broke t-shirt yes you are yes you guys we want to make sure that um we give you opportunities to win this t-shirt i think we should give away more than one though listen i think we should give away i think we should give away two because if you've already rated and reviewed us then we want to make sure that we put your name in the running as well so not just the new reviews but if you've already rated and review us we want to make sure that we put your name in there too so we'll give a t-shirt away for those who've already rated and reviewed us and then we'll give one away for our new i love it i'm here for it yay i love it sweet all right you guys so now we're gonna go ahead and jump into episode seven of too dope to be broke but before we do that oh my god so last week, if you guys listened, it got a little heavy, but in a great way. Right. Because we talked about how we were too dope to be emotionally unstable. And I don't know about you, CJ, but I, I felt like I got a little bit of deliverance um, as I was talking. That was not the, that was not the plan. <laughs> the plan right. was to um, 
help people discover if they are a little bit emotionally unstable. And what I realized was that I was very much emotionally unstable. And, you know, that was not the plan. <laughs> no, seriously, um, I actually went back and re-listened to the episode, which is something that I normally do. Um, but this one definitely hit a little differently because um, it's like it's one thing that like when we're in it and we're, we're recording and we're giving out like the, the advice mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. But then it's something different when you go back and you come in with like Lear's um, Lear's ears as a listener. <laughs> And so just with me hearing, um, just like hearing about like, you know, what we've been through, um, but just even some of the things that we were like still kind of like dealing with, it definitely hit me where I'm like, okay, like you want to make sure that this year, like, even though I am like really in a good place of like joy, I have to like remember like the different triggers so I don't regress, you know? And so for Mm. me, just making sure that, okay, like right now you're good, you're in community, but remember, girl, check for those moments where you're feeling like, you know, that isolation wanting to come back. It wants to attack right, you, wants to right. have you disconnect. So and then just even, you know, re-implementing the, the body check, you know, because like I had mentioned previously, like I had stopped doing that. But now creating that space where weekly I allow myself to just come, go into my room <clears throat> and do like my top to bottom body check, see how I was mm-hmm. doing. I discovered that like... um Right now, I'm just a little undisciplined in the area of, like, setting a bedtime and sticking to, like, my my workout regimen. And right. so, for me, I'm like, okay, well, you know, you feel at your best when you're disciplined. So, that was something that kind of just helped me because, you know, as we also mentioned, when you're not taking care of your body, your mood shifts. And, you know, yep. and that's where that instability, um, you know, starts to happen or you just become unstable in that area. So, it definitely blessed me again. I also got, like, some feedback, like, just from people in person that we know who have been listening to the um, to that episode and they were blessed by it. They said that like, yo, like that episode was something that was definitely necessary. It really hit home for a lot of people. And just like even our transparency about the things that mm-hmm. we were going through, there were like somebody that came up to me and, um, and she was, well, not somebody, like I know her, but <laughs> she came up to me <laughs> and she was like, I would have never known that you and Kim were going through things because you guys definitely do look well put together together there's always mm. a smile on your face so oh tell me after we get off who said that <laughs> i will <laughs> and so she was just like it was just really good to hear like, to hear like those moments of transparency because she's like i would have never known but it also gave her comfort to say okay i'm not alone in these different right. moments right. where i'm not feeling at my best so mm-hmm. wow so crazy like I think that for me um it's crazy that you said that because that was one of the highlights of last week's episode for me mm-hmm. um because I I've I think that I've had trust issues for a very very long time um for many reasons from from childhood all the way up and for me I don't typically you know quote unquote tell my business to people mm-hmm. because I fear them being able to throw it in my face later and so for me uh uh to be vulnerable and transparent last weekend and be open about some of the struggles that, you know, me and my husband was going through last year, as well as just some internal struggles was really, really hard, but really freeing at the same time. Because at that point I was like, the cards are out. Like you see my hand, do what you will with them. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that was really, really a highlight for me last week. Yeah. Felt free. 
freedom <laughs> that is so good and it's very true like when you um begin to like take off those like garments of shame yes you know you feel a lot lighter and so I'm happy that you were able to like you know enter into like another week feeling free but also listen we're, feeling light, light right light. and we hope like I got healing <laughs> on the inside of me probably not the best analogy no but <laughs> but you get what I'm you get what I'm saying <laughs> right but we also hope that you guys um were able to do like your own checks for yourself and just kind of recognize you know there like some things that were you know happening with you all internally that you were able just to kind of rid off of you but also be okay that you're not feeling you know perfect but that you're able to work towards that for 2020 right so, exactly yes but all right exactly let's keep it chugging so we are on episode seven and you know me and Kim were thinking because last week was you know very heavy mm-hmm. let's have a light episode this week so fun so we figured that y'all been rocking with us you know seven episodes deep and why not get to know your dope friends cj and kim right you know like i think that yeah i think that that's funny that you said that because even though we're doing this every week they really don't know us know us like they don't know our journey to to this point so yeah I think it's very necessary right so this week we're gonna focus on getting to know us so we got you know some little topics that we're gonna talk about and it's more so just like our creative journey you know and we'll give y'all little tidbits about like our history and all of that but we just want you guys to know like we're you know out here trying to encourage creatives but it's also good to hear a creative's journey to becoming a creative so exactly that's what we're gonna be talking about today so let's just hop right in so Mm -hmm. kim my first question to you is uh what what did you want to be when you were a child (laughs) (laughs) let's just start from the basics let's take it back you know what um so just a little bit about my background I was actually born and raised in East St. Louis Illinois um which is the hood um (laughs) I I say that to say that I didn't see a lot of people doing a lot of things Mm. um there wasn't it wasn't like it is now where we talk about creatives and people being creative, um, people were just out there trying to make it. And so whatever that looked like, whether it was selling drugs or being on the street or, you know, whatever that looked like, that is, it was, people were just trying to make it. And so I grew up in a space where when everyone around me was trying to just make it, my dad was an extremely creative person. And so though he worked really hard with a nine to five, I always saw him doing something on the side. Mm. So he was always like creating something, building something. Um, He would build houses on the side. He would, you know, make things out of wood, like wood pieces, um, wood art, furniture, like anything you could think of, like t-shirts. He was selling t-shirts, whatever you could think of. My dad was doing that on the side. And so, yeah. And so I grew up knowing that I had that on the inside of me, but also knowing that I didn't want to be broke my entire life. So I made a decision as a young child that I would be a pediatrician because to me, it just made sense because it made money Mm. and it was security. 
And I saw my dad be able to provide security by just working his job because even though his, you know, side hustles were making money, his job job was really, you know, feeding us. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to be a pediatrician when I grew up, um, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I want to say once I hit high school, that sort of changed a little bit because I realized how much school I was going to have to take. And I was like, <laughs> we good. <laughs> I was like, I don't even like school. I was really great at school. Mm-hmm. School came easy to me, but <clears throat> I just did not like it. And I know now, mm-hmm. um, part of the reason why I didn't like it was because I was so creative that I felt boxed in at school. Wow. Um, I would, I was would often drift off in school. I would be thinking about other things I could do to make money. It was just really not a great space for me. Um, I think that education is for everyone, but sometimes school is hard for people, which is probably why I never finished. But it was probably <laughs> it was probably right when I got into college when I was like, I just want to do something that's, you know, um, it doesn't take as long mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm still passionate about. So I was passionate about teaching. I was passionate about um, helping people get to the next level of their life. So I decided to be a teacher um, while I was in college. And then I was like, mm, about a year in, I didn't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, I'll go into nursing because nurses make money and I like science. So then I started doing that. After a year of taking some major science classes, I was like, this is not what I want to do. I switched <laughs> again to sociology. Um, like I'm, when I tell you, I literally changed my major like five different times. So one point I just went to my guidance counselor and was like, at this point with all, like I had enough credits to graduate with like a bachelor's and an associate's degree at this point. So I was like at this point, but they were all scattered in every different area. So Uh. I literally just went to my advisor and was like, at this point, what can I major in to just get out of college? Mm-hmm. Like, what can you put all my credits towards? And then, <laughs> and I will only need like one or two more classes to graduate. Right. And they wouldn't tell me, unfortunately, because they were haters. So I just, really? I just dropped. Yeah, I just dropped out. Wow. I dropped out because I just felt like this wasn't for me. And when I did, when I did go back to um, college, it was for a business degree. And that was the first time that I felt like things sort of made sense to me. I was able to be a little bit more creative. Um, then I got pregnant with London. And I was like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> so I said all this to say, I have wanted to be everything under the sun because I did not recognize who I was creatively and how I could creatively express that and make money and be financially stable in the in the process. Jeez. I know. My it was goodness. a lot. Wow. But what about you? What did you want to be as a kid? Um, well, you know, um, I was raised in Pomona, P Town, California. And so <laughs> what's up to all my Pomonians? That's not a real thing. But I was like, <laughs> did you really call you guys that? No. Yikes. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that to us. But what's up, my P Town people? So um <laughs> so my mom was a single parent and um and so I just like saw her work, 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 work. But what what I wanted to be was a entertainer. 
And I tell people that pretty much outside of my mom and like the assistance of like the immediate family, um, Michael and Janet Jackson also assisted with raising me. And I say that because (laughs) my mom would do like graveyard shifts. And then when she was at work, she would take me to her brother's house who, if you ever hear me refer to somebody called daddy, that's who I'm talking about. Not my biological father, but my uncle. And so like my daddy, he would like, you know, also assist in like just taking care of me, but he would be tired as well. So they had this video uh, that, you know, the VHS back in the day, because we (laughs) 80s babies and they had nothing but Michael Jackson videos, uh, Janet Jackson videos, occasionally an MC Hammer video would pop in, but it was predominantly Michael and Janet Jackson. And they would play this video for me just nonstop. Like even like my uncle and I was like a toddler, maybe not even a toddler yet, but he had taught me how to play, rewind, fast forward and stop on the remote. (laughs) So he's like, I'm going to go ahead and take this nap. And here's the remote and you have at it, sis. So once like, I would just sit there, watch the videos. And then I would like when I was ready to like, you know, start the thing back over, I would. Now, that's not child neglect. That's just how parents were rocking that's, listen, back in the day. Like, that's real. Know, I got all the love, all support that I needed. But just seeing the way that Michael and Janet uh, really touched people through entertainment, that just spoke to me. And I loved me some Jacksons. So I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to, you know, learn how to dance. I want to, um, like, learn how to sing, even become, like, an actress. And so that was really, like, what, you know, really caught my eye. But unfortunately, your girl cannot hold a note in her hand. So I had to <laughs> immediately, you know, give up that dream. And I'm a dancer, but I could also get thrown off if I'm not careful. So I, you know, I could rock with you for a little bit, but sometimes it, it, I get lost in the sauce. So, um, so yeah, after um, realizing that that's not the will for my life, um, I was just like, man, like you. And so I, I knew that I really wasn't called to like the, like the normal, like nine to five jobs. And I remember like me and my uncle will always have like these conversations and he was like, well, you know what? You should probably go work for the FBI or the CIA or become a lawyer, mm-hmm. become a doctor. And kind of similar to you. I'm like, that's a lot of schooling. Also, it doesn't resonate with me. Like, I feel like right. there is something else that I'm called to do. I just can't really articulate what that is at the moment. And so um, so I was trying to figure it out. I had um, also as a young child, I um, just had this really like love for books. And so I didn't equate it to writing just yet, but I knew I wanted to do something with books. So, you know, naturally I'm just like, I'll become a librarian. That's... <laughs> That's perfect. Whoa. A librarian. <laughs> a librarian. And but what's so funny, Kim, is that um I used to like, you know, play with Barbies and I wouldn't, and I think I mentioned like before on the episode that like when I would like play with my Barbies, I had like storylines to them. You know, like it just wasn't just, you know, me shaking them around. Like I had like real stories that if I didn't get a chance to complete like the story, I would pick it up the next day. So, um, but it just wasn't clicking that like, girl, like you're tapping into what God is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so I kind of like went that route with like, okay, I am going to become like a librarian. 
I'm going to rock with that. And so I didn't actually, I wasn't aware that you had to go to school to become a librarian. Like you have to take classes, courses, get a degree. So yeah, it's, I mean, it is a career to do that. Um, But I believe I was, um, I think I was probably in within like my first year of college, but I was getting like my AA at the time. And I was just so like set on it. And so I remember actually like applying to like go work. I would like be heading off to San Bernardino, like trying to take the test out there. And they just was not trying to rock with their girl. Like I just kept putting application. I would get to the test. I would like miss a couple. And then the last time I know I did bomb on that test and I never heard back from them. And so I'm just like, please, like, I am trying to be all that I can be. Like, why can I get this position? But, you know, God had greater things in store. But, yeah, so I was, your girl was out here trying to entertain people. And then I was trying to just be behind the scenes. I'm like, nothing, nothing is coming together. (laughs) That's so funny because that's, that's real. I think that. Um, And we'll have to dive into that maybe a little later. But I think that sometimes you don't get you don't realize who you're created to be until you get to a place and there's language put on you. And I think that that happened for both of us, probably when we got to our church. But yeah, that's that's girl. (laughs) I'm laughing at the fact that you really wanted to be like I'm still there. Like there's a position opening at my school and I'm like, sign me up, coach. I'm going to get in somebody's library. (laughs) That's so funny. I I personally love li- library, so that would be a place. dope job. So yeah. So I got another question for yes, you then. Ma'am. When with all of that, so with I think for both of us, we had this idea of what we felt like we had to be mm-hmm. um, versus what we thought we wanted to do and be versus who we are now. Mm. Now that we know that we are full blown creatives, um, so what like. When did you realize you were a creative Mm -hmm. and like, what was that awakening moment for you? Or what was that like aha moment where you were just like, yo, I am a creative person. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's, it's literally creating. Yeah. You know, for me, it actually um, hit me when I was um, in like my sophomore year of high school. So during that time, you know, like the B2K craze was real. It was alive. And oh well. my gosh. Yes, it was. And so, um, so I was really like on their tip and um they used to have on their website this thing called the BBS board. And it was a place where like, you remember that? Oh my gosh. So for those who don't know, it's like, um, it was a section where it's like a message board and all of their fans were able to come and gather and join. And we would just talk about like different topics. And I remember like just one day or like one part of the year, I'm not sure who started it, but somebody started like the fan fiction on the board and that just took off. It took off. When I tell you, me and my friends used to, we used to print out the whole, (laughs) no, I'm embarrassed, but it was a whole thing. We would each print out a story and we would read it during class. Like we've gotten so in trouble so many times. We would read it during class 
And during our breaks, oh we would we would God. switch out. We would trade stories. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> I was using like forty to fifty pages of my gram of my yes. um, computer paper like every week. Because it would be <laughs> that deep. And that was like like so me and my friend, we didn't print it out, but we would like have like our designated times where we would go on the um, so we had the AOL Messenger set up and then we would have like the BB um the BBS board set up. So we would like hit each other up on AOL, like, okay girl, like, let's go check out this story and just we be in there just reading and like you know messaging each other and that'd be like our topic of conversation at school so we were just seeing like all of these stories and we and we both got inspired and so we were like well why don't we do like a little cast and call for people who want to be a part of our story like let's come up with something and that was initially like the awakening to me saying okay like you might want to like tap into like this writing thing because like we were getting like really great feedback, but unfortunately, like, you know, we weren't consistent. We didn't realize that I was like, okay, we have to write this thing every single day and yeah, we got yeah. homework and all of that. And we got, you know, after school activities. So we kind of fell off from that. But once the summer hit, um, I enjoyed writing so much where I'm, I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself to write a book for the summer. And so I, and I actually did it. I wrote this little novel and instead of B2K, it was about Bow Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so I, I wrote a, a whole novel based on like my male character like he didn't have Bow Wow's name but like he was pretty much supposed to be Bow Wow and it was like some rinky dink little love thug story but I was so proud of that story and I was so passionate like I still have like the book to this day but after I had wrote it I'm like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be writing like hip hop fiction. Well, at the time, it's called hip hop fiction. Now it's like called urban fiction. But I'm like, yes, that's what I'm <laughs> gonna do. I'm gonna be out here writing these thug stories, and we gonna get this money. <laughs> and it's just like, sis, like, okay, God was like, you there, but you not there yet. Like, you're not you, there. You in the you in the lane, <laughs> but you're still swerving. And so that was really like my awakening and. But I think back, though, too, I remember being in elementary school and I that was something that I would do with with my friends. And I, it, I never realized it until like I looked back. But I remember I had um, we used to like, you know, a lot of us, our parents would, would work late. So we'll be just hanging around like at the school waiting to be picked up. And just one day, like all my friends, like we were all gathered around talking and I was like, hey, you guys, like, have you heard this story called Mouse? And they're like, no, like, what is it about? And I'm like, okay, like, I'll tell you the story. And I just made it up. Like, just made oh my this gosh. whole story up. And they were over there, like, laughing and cracking up. And they're like, who, like, who made the story up? And I'm like, oh, it was just something that just came off, like, just off the cuff. And oh, my gosh. So, and they, and like, and every once in a while, like, almost like, not even every once in a while, like almost like every other month, they're like, tell us the story about Mouse, tell the story about Mouse. And I'm just like, y'all, like, I can't remember every single detail. Like that was just <laughs> fly by night. But yeah, but you know, so like looking back, like it it was there, but I just had to like, you know, it, things hit at different times in your life. But, For sure. Yeah. It hit me when I was, when I was in high school. And so like that, that passion just continued to manifest and so, and it just stuck with me. So it was hard for me to concentrate in school because I was like, always writing. 
And then going to college, that's what I, I decided to get my degree in, which was a BA in English with the focus in creative writing. And so when my teachers started like, taking the notice, because of course, like you have to write stories for them. And they were like, no, like you're good. One like suggested that I enter into like the Hurston and write foundation. Like they had like, you know, stuff for scholarships. Wow. So even though like I didn't necessarily win the scholarship, I got like, an honorable mention. And so I'm like, okay, you, you, you really out here. Like you, you got some juice. So that was wow. me, girl. What about you? That's, um, Jesus for me, it's crazy. Cause like, I'm thinking, dang, was there ever a point where I realized that I, cause I feel like you always knew what you were supposed to do. Mm. Whereas for me, I feel like my hand was in a little bit of everything. <laughs> Like, I'm thinking back on my, like, my childhood, and I think that I realized I was creative probably around middle school. Mm-hmm. So middle school, and <clears throat> the school I went to, <clears throat> we had to wear uniforms. Same. <laughs> and I did not like that. Mm-mm. So I took my uniform, and I cut the... I cut the legs, I cut the pants into shorts and then I cut open one of the pants legs and like made a skirt, and then added a button to it on the side to where it opened like a flap. And what? it was, it was like a whole thing. And then I wore it to school the next day and everybody wanted to know where I bought it. Wow. And I knew, I knew that and they wanted, and then when I, they found out I made it, they wanted to buy it. And so I knew Dang. at that moment that I was creative and I thought outside of the box, but I think that had to do a lot with, I'll probably talk about my dad a lot with the creative process, but I think Mm -hmm. that had to do a lot with my dad because he told me also during that time to always have a side hustle. Mm, Like he, it's, it's always good to work, to make good money, to have a stable job or whatever, but to always have a side hustle. So from that point on, I always had the mentality of I could create something sell it and make money as a Mm. middle schooler. Mm -hmm. And so, but because I was awakened to that so young, I started to have my hand in everything. So I started to want to do everything from uh, my grandmother was a, was a um, seamstress. My mom was a seamstress. So there was always fabric around. I was constantly like sewing things, making outfits. Um, I thought at one point I wanted to do something like that. Um, I was, I mean, anything you could probably think of from jewelry creating um, to, oh my God, to building like mini houses from cardboard and wood pieces, like everything I could keep my hands on, mm-hmm. I was doing. And I also loved creating with my hands. So I would make clocks. Mm. I would make clocks from clay. Um, Wait, what? How are you making clocks from clay? Oh, it's a whole thing. So there's, <laughs> I'll have to show you, but I would make um, what it, it's like this. I don't know. It's the stuff you make and it, it makes its own clay and then you would create the design. So I made like a print symbol and I made it an actual like clock. You put it in the oven and then you paint it. It was, it's a whole thing. Wait, you um, said prints? Prints. Girl, you know, that's my man. Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so I, I loved creating with my hands things mm-hmm. that I can get, like I can see, I would, I would do mosaics. So you know how you would do, um, yeah. Yeah, I I love doing mosaics when I was younger. So I always thought I would be like this artsy person who would like sell their art or sell their clothes. 
um, somewhere. And then I, when I got here to California for the first time, I went to Venice Beach and I saw that people actually did this. Like they took their creative things and they, once they made it, they would sell it to people. And I think that that awakened something on me. And, and at that time I was about, I want to say maybe 12 years old. And I was mm. like, dang, you could really like make things, make jewelry, make clothes, make all these things. You could sell them and people want to buy your creativity. But I want to say right after high school, um, going into college, I started to realize that I can also make money by just being creatively in my mind. So coming up with ideas and concepts and not having to work as hard physically, but still make the same amount of money um, doing things. So I started my first business at the age of 19, which was a girls mentoring and leadership program. And that's when I realized that I was creative enough to create business entities and structures and create um, things that solve problems for other people. And so I started to kind of dive more in that direction of creativity versus mm-hmm. doing tangible, like, you know, things with my hands and things like that. Um, and then it was uh, probably around the age of 22, 23, when I started realizing that not only could I do that for myself, but I could take something, I can take, somebody could tell me a small idea that they had and I would completely be able to expand it way beyond what they thought. Um, mm. It was like a real gift that I started to realize that I had at about 23 or 24 years old, um, the expansion of creativity and creative ideas. Um, so that's when I really started to be awakened that this is something that I really not only want to do, but something I'm really, really good at. Um, another point in my life that was like super like this is the moment that I realized was when I wrote my first, my first book. So I wrote my first book uh, and I released it, I think 2015 or 16, 16, I think. Yeah. 2016. And 30 days later I wrote and released another one. And before I knew it, I had released five books in 10 months and I had started to become the book lady. And I realized at that moment that my creativity wasn't bound to just certain things that I can, not only could I create, but I can create in a very swift and fast amount of time um, that wasn't like the average person. And, um, and once you realize that it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it allows you to also procrastinate because you're like, Oh, I could just create that. And it it won't take that long. So you don't take as much time as you probably should with the creative process because you just feel like, Oh, I could just get it done whenever I want to. But yeah, definitely a, a few years ago was when I realized you, you just, you're not the average person when it comes to your mm-hmm. ability to create and be creative. So good, girl. <laughs> I love that. And so like, what about like those moments where you find yourself like, being like disappointed, like on your creative journey, mm. like what are some things that keep you motivated that said like, you know what, I got to keep going because I know I'm called to this. Man, I think sometimes um, when we just let life kind of happen to us, um, mm-hmm. you can lose your motivation. A lot of times too, when you set a goal for something and then it's not obtained. So I'll give an example. Um, when I wrote my first fiction novel and released it, um, Though a lot of people read it, a lot of people bought it, I wanted 
a different type of exposure. I wanted to become a New York Times bestseller and not not saying that that <clears> won't <throat> still happen because I definitely know that it's going to happen, but I wanted it to of happen course. in my timing. And when it didn't happen, um, I started to feel not motivated to write um, again or to write mm-hmm. the next part of it. Um, another thing that made me unmotivated or disappointed was feeling almost like like an imposter. Like, what if this was just... What if this was just good just because this one was good? Like, what if I really can't do this again? <laughs> mm, so so yeah. that made me not motivated because I was like, what if I disappoint everybody who read the first one and myself? And so what kept me motivated was just listening to um, other people's feedback about the book, but also just listening to, and this might sound cliche, but listening to God's promise to me. Like, he, he showed me a vision of what my life would look like um, and only a piece of it. And so on the moments where I don't feel like I want to do something or the moments I feel like I'm disappointed or I'm going to be disappointed, I remember what he showed me. And I'm like, in order for you to get to that place, you got to get up off your butt and create. Like you're you're not yeah. going to just wake up and be in that space with nothing to show for it. So even now, mm-hmm. like there's moments where I'm tired or I don't feel like doing things. I don't feel like um, writing anymore. I'm like, how are you going to become you know, a, a, an amazing award-winning writer with the most watched TV series. If you don't get up and write the screen, the screenplay, like you don't, you can't, right, you can't yeah. do it. So, um, so yeah, what keeps me motivated is just being able to see what I want my future to look like now. So being able to, to vision cast and be able to set goals that are achievable and I'm realistic for myself. And even those that may not seem realistic, but I'm like, with God, I can obtain it. Um, it definitely keeps me kind of motivated to get up and keep going. Mm, but what about you? That is so good. You know, for me, uh, some similar things. I There are moments like where I do have to kind of realize like my journey like is going to look different from everybody else's. Um, and that's what initially like keeps me moving forward because, you know, like, like you said, like you are like the book lady. So I'd be looking at you like, my dang, <laughs> like my girl is out here killing it with these books and you know especially it could kind of be hard when you know people know that like cj like you write you're doing this like where's the book or you said you completed a book how come you haven't put it out Mm -hmm. and i'm like it's coming but i'm also in a transitional season so like that book doesn't fit like what where god is like leading me to at this moment um but i have to have those moments where i have where i have to look back and say like you know like you're on the right track you're just taking a couple of different turns and so for me like there was a season where i was just killing it like with the blog so I had got picked up with um this one artist and he was like a Christian artist mm-hmm. and he started like this blog and I'm not sure how he came across me I can't remember it's like probably like on Tumblr or something when that was like the thing and he was just like yo like I'm checking out some of your stuff like I want you to come and write for my website so I was actually like a music blogger for a short oh my time. gosh I didn't know that and <laughs> yeah, girl like I honestly forgot about it that's why like people don't know I was like oh, I used to- there was a season where I was actually out here like reviewing artists and playing 
like different artists on um because you know me like I like to listen to a lot of like underground stuff so I would go out and search like underground like Christian artists who were actually dope and um and I would just write articles about them and just you know connect with them and you know try to set up like different interviews and all those different things and so I was doing that for a short period of time I was you know out here like publishing poems but that was never really like I knew that that was just for like just a season like I knew I wasn't called to be a poet but um but yeah but then when I but I think too like what kind of there was a season as well like once I had got out of school because I spent so much time writing like I was taking five English courses my at God. one time and my you know my, my my advisor was like please don't do that to yourself but I'm like mama said I gotta graduate I gotta get out of school <laughs> <laughs> There is a time clock, like your girl gotta go. So miss me with all of that and sign me up for these five English courses. And I just remember like my brain just not being able to handle that type of pressure because I would have like three different stories for three different classes and, you know, having to be peer reviewed. And, and I can honestly say though, like, I do thank God that nobody has ever trashed my stories. You know, like they've always like, this was, this was a great story. Like just there's some areas that you could work on, but I've been in classrooms where people have just been totally like ripped to shreds. Oh but I think, yeah, it's pitiful, but, <laughs> but, you know, I, but also too, like, when I had finished like my, my original first novel and I just didn't want to put it out. I was like, I just feel like I know like God, you gave me something, but I just kind of, I don't feel your hand on it at the moment. And so that's where like some disappointment kind of came in because I'm like, I've been talking about this dang on book. I paid all this money to get it. Like, you know, proofread it's copyrighted. And now like, it's just sitting, right? you know, but I see where God was like, okay, like you completed something. It's not just like it won't ever come out, but now I'm about to like switch lanes. So like, I'm going to give you like this idea to blog about. I'm about to set you up with like this, you know, show that you're about to write with Kim. And now you're doing a podcast and I'm just like, so what's going on? Exactly. But, you know, I feel like those are things that keep me motivated though, because I know that God hasn't left me. And like, even how you talked about just holding on to God's promises, like more than ever at the end of last year, I've gotten so many prophetic words from people from different spaces and places who are like, you are called to write, but you're also called to now go into like this entertainment industry, which is something that I never thought about like really entering into like the way that guy is going to like you know open up that door for me to go exactly so i think for me right now like that's what's been keeping me motivated is like god was just you know working some things out in the background and some stuff it has to do with character as well you know but yeah so for me i'm just really just like you, like you said, like I'm just relying on the promises that God has showed me. But what also keeps me motivated is just being open to the process mm. um, and not becoming comfortable with how I want things to look, but just literally allowing God to guide me. So those Ooh. are some things I've been, just been assisting with keeping me motivated. So good. We talked about um, like a little bit when we when we were answering the questions, like just holding on to God's promise and vision casting and setting goals and things like that. So like before we wrap this up, like mm-hmm. I want us to talk about like just some short term and some long term goals that we have for ourselves, um, because I think that that's the most important thing 
is as a creative, Mm -hmm. it's so important to set like not just long-term goals, but short-term goals that you can see yourself kind of scratching off your to-do list on a daily, like on a daily. I was talking to myself the other day because I have like literally 10 different screenplay ideas in my mind right now, Mm -hmm. but I haven't had the time to just sit down and write anything with it. And I told myself, Mm -hmm. Kim, like you can keep using that excuse if you want to, and you will never become who you want to be. Or, or you can take at least 10 minutes a day and at least write the dog on synopsis of the concept of the story that you have. So that at least, mm-hmm. so at least you could check that off and the next day you can do the next thing. I think that sometimes we get so caught up in having tomorrow that we don't realize that realistically all we have is today. Preach, Kim. Like, we actually don't have tomorrow. <laughs> and I know it right. sounds like, oh, what a Debbie Downer. Like, no, my dude, we really don't. It's facts. Like, it's facts. We have right now this very moment. And so the fact that we're putting it off until tomorrow is extremely prideful when we think about it. Like, oh, I got I got time. You really don't. And so I had, I had to make a decision. And this was just like two days ago. I had to make a decision mm. that even if I don't do anything big for that day, I have to do something small so that if I'm blessed with another day, it will push me to the next point. So if I could do something, if I could do something today that will make a difference, if I get the opportunity tomorrow, then I've done my part for today. Girl, but here's I'm about the to thing. have a praise But break. here's the thing. Like, so here's the thing. Yes. So even if I just only write the synopsis today, God forbid I don't see tomorrow. At least somebody will find my lap, get my laptop. They'll see my work. They could be able to expand on what I started and my work can live on. Mm. But if I don't even write the synopsis today, if I don't get tomorrow, my work has died with me in my mind. Oh, oh somebody get the offer receptacle. So, Come on, so Kim. One thing, one little thing that you do today can make a difference in your tomorrow, whether you're here or not. Yes. So I have to make a decision that what I want to leave here matters and that it's important enough to do today. Mm. So I said all that to say (laughs) that it's important to set some long-term and short-term goals, but it's also into vision cast. And it's also important that you do something every day that the, the days that you're given, you're doing something towards those things um, so that, God forbid, you don't see the next day. Somebody can pick up the torch and run with what you've already started. So what are some of your short-term, some long-term goals, some, some visions that you have, some dreams and some things like that that you have for yourself? And I really want us to, to really say like what's on our hearts because we're going to go back and listen to this in a couple years and we're going to look back and be like, dang, mm-hmm. like that's crazy. <laughs> like we literally spoke that into our lives. Man, I'm like, well, let me first pick my mouth up off the floor after you just came. <laughs> um, like that was so good. Like you just dropped like some major dr- some major gems. So I, I really hope that um, our listeners kind of had that notebook ready. And if not, go back and write what she just said down because that was some gems right there. I try. Um, my I short try. terms. <laughs> I mean, I was over here like. I, okay, good, good night, everybody. Have a blessed night, guys. I got some stuff to do. Have a blessed night. <laughs> 
for real. I'm just like, let's just wrap it up. Um, but for um, some short-term goals, um, so I would say obtainable goals for the month will be for me to write every night. Just dedicate so a smooth good. hour. It's doable. Um, I've went through like my planner and I've seen where I have like the hour that I could work with. And even if it's split up, like no 30 and 30, but I want to give myself a full hour to completing this book. I'm seven chapters deep. So oh my I, gosh, that's so good. So I'm there. Like I, I'm really, well, I'm not there, but I'm there because I'm like, this is, this is going to be quite a little bit of a lengthy book but um but I'm I'm you know I'm at a good portion of it so um so yeah so I really want to get this um book done my goal that I am shooting for is by the end of February to have this um book completed um so from there that will also expand me starting to shop the book because I'm definitely claiming that prophetic word that um I I will be one of the three that will have a book deal at our church. Ooh. So I just, you know, when our pastor released that word, I stood up and I caught it and I put it in my pocket. And Where I was, was just I? like, ain't no, I, girl, that's what I was trying to figure out. Cause I see, I saw the three who stood up and I was in that number, but I was number one though. So I said, oh, got it, put it in my pocket. So yeah. Um, so that's like my short term goal um, is to finish my book so that I can shop it so that I can, you know, get picked up, get a book deal, get this thing out there. Another um, short term goal is to um, write. So for the full year, I want to write 10 stories as well as 10 screenplays. So it's doable. I'm like, if I work this thing right, I'm going to have a 10 and 10. Um, but I am, y'all, if y'all could do me and Kim a solid, <laughs> we need y'all to pray. <laughs> y'all ain't praying out there for us. Pray for us because we have something in the works. And I mean, the warfare. But yeah, but like another short-term goal is to have um, um, a show that I wrote on the air, on a major network, let me be very specific, with the producer, creator, and writer credit. Um, so that is one of my short-term short term goals for this year. Um, Long-term goal, um, something that I've always wanted to do since I was in high school, I really want to have my own publishing company. And I want to be able to target high school students where I could get a program on campus that will specifically um, mentor young writers and young poets and be able to get them to have their work published, but also um, release scholarships unto them so that they are able to have a full ride for college. CJ, that is freaking ridiculous and so doable like i literally have like mm-hmm. a thousand ideas in my mind that i want to share with you we need to talk offline but you can yes. you can start that this week like this <laughs> like that is crazy. listen okay let's get okay. it okay. so yeah but that's the long-term goal also um i do eventually want to um get more involved in film um, so quiet as it's kept, your girl does have an eye to direct. So, okay. um, so I do want to step out into that, but I definitely want to just take some time to marinate with within the writing room. So I really want to just, you know, have some time where I could just write 
a lot of um, just shows because I feel like we're getting back to the basic with, with shows, but I'm there's a lot of reboots and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of y'all rebooting shows. I'm tired, tired of y'all remaking movies. Y'all are too dang on creative to be going back in the past. Get something fresh. We are getting stuff rained on us every single day when it comes to our creativity. So the fact that you want to take somebody else's idea and just, you Redo know, it. liven it up, miss me with that. Get back in that room and get back in y'all room and hammer something fresh and new out. So, but I'm like, but if y'all want to stay in that lane of reproducing stuff, cute. I want to come ahead and <laughs> come up alongside y'all. And just and dominate. And fresh and new. So that's, um, you know, where I'm at with that. So that's both short-term and long-term goals. So that's why I'm saying I'm doing like the 10 films and 10 TV scripts because I really want to just take that, that entertainment piece by storm and just really give y'all something good that's going to really resonate with y'all. Absolutely. So. See, this is why we, mm-hmm. this is why we're friends. Because yeah, a lot of, we didn't even talk about our short-term and long-term goals um, together before we announced it to you guys. I mean, of course, we're friends, so we talk a lot about um, the things that we want to do and things that we desire to do. And a lot of the things, of course, coincide with one another because we work a lot together. But um, very similar short-term goals. So my one of my major short-term goals um, is directly connected to one of my long-term goals, so my short-term goal is I want to start what I want to call um, Mini Movie Mondays, which is going to be a yes. place where I release um, exactly what it says, mini movies on Mondays. So I wanted to create um, a mini movie a month. So I have mm-hmm. about, it's going to be 10 to 11 for this year, just because January is over and I haven't written or shot anything <laughs> but um <laughs> but I basically want to create I want to write and produce um 10 mini scripts so they'll have they'll each be different of its own and then I'll release them every month and then with that I also want to introduce myself as sort of like a host of a talk show so with the mini movie Mondays mm-hmm. um I also want to do like a mini movie wind down wind down where we talk about whatever that mini movie was and the topic at hand and have discussions and things like that so that will be attached to um the mini movies and it's really just an opportunity for me to create a space for myself to be a writer and producer because I think a lot of times we say the things we want to be we say all the things we want to do but we wait for other people to give us opportunities to do it and I'm just Mm -hmm. in a place in 2020 where I'm not waiting if I want to right. be a writer, I need to write. If I want to be a producer, I need to produce. produce so I'm going to yes. be writing and producing my butt off this year, um, introducing that to the world. And then um, the long-term goal connected to that is to start my own um, t- like TV production studio. So, yes, um, <laughs> girl. so I want to have my own production studio um, Somewhere ideally in the Inland Empire, even though I'm going to be moving, I think that there is a promise that God has on the Inland Empire, um, and I want to be a part of that promise. So I want to develop and open um, a production studio where people can come, um, creatives can come Mm -hmm. and produce their work um, at an affordable price and be around other creatives. So sort of like a co-working space for creatives, but a a place where they can actually um, not just write their things, but they can produce it from top to bottom in that space. Um, so that's a, a long-term goal, but kind of long-term, but within like the next three to five years, I want to be able to open that. Um, another thing I want to do is I want to, I want to host 
on a major TV network. And I also want to write and produce TV shows for a major um, TV network. Um, So that's really, really, really on my radar. And also to have um, our own things that we wrote and produced, um, being able to be pitched Mm -hmm. and sold to a major network. I also want to be, I want the Naughty Wives Club to be um, a movie. So working on that. And and then relaunching the first book. Because I think that once it's released as a movie that it will sell like crazy. Um, oh, hotcakes. <laughs> as the hot book. Cakes. So that's that's definitely mm-hmm. another one of my goals. Um, but yeah, I think the focus for me is really putting myself out there as the screenwriter and producer that I want to, that I say I want to be. And then also, of course, we have long and t- short-term goals for Two Dope to Be Broke, um, which yeah. is going to be amazing. But those are really, those two things, Two Dope to Be Broke and focusing on writing and producing those are my main goals for 2020 like um which for me is completely different from my normal because I normally have like all kind of different projects I think I want to work on which is probably why none of them have worked effectively because I haven't been lasered focused on it so I'm excited Mm -hmm. yes I think I also seen something I wanted to talk about off air but it's gonna be good like one thing that I can guarantee to everybody who is listening um, you guys like our names are going to be out there like yes. y'all going to get sick and yes, tired of hearing are. about Kim and <laughs> CJ but I think it's going to be beautiful because um, y'all get to see us in our grassroots stage but trust like we have said before if this door opens up for us we're going to op- keep that door open for you and y'all. we're bringing whoever <laughs> is willing to work yeah, absolutely yes yes but this was so good so I'm good. happy that you know we were able to have this time just to chat I feel like you know, not only do our audience know us a little bit better but I feel like we know each other a little bit better because like I these was are, getting ready to say yeah, that these are yes. questions that we don't just ask each other on a daily basis like what you want to be when you right. were a kid <laughs> right and I think you know too like it also keeps us accountable so even though like he's like we're friends and we talk but also hearing like each other's short-term and long-term goals we're able to check in with each other because sometimes like you know we check in and we're laughing and chewing the fat but then we kind of get back down to business but I also would be like okay Kim so um what's going on them scripts going exactly and uh sidebar let me find out that somebody gonna take that name I will come find you myself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> many <laughs> Monday movies belongs to Kim. Don't you touch that name. If I see you in these streets with that, I'm coming for you. And that's on periods. <laughs> so I'm gonna put a little disclaimer. You will not. Because I will. That is hilarious. So, yeah. <laughs> but y'all, we about to wrap it up. But so Oh, really quick our, though. Oh, we, yes, 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 yes. We wanted them to share with us um, a moment where they realized that they were creative. So you guys know yes. that we always want you guys to be involved in this conversation. So it's not mm-hmm. just a conversation that me and CJ had with each other, but we really wanted to be an open conversation between our dope friends. And so we want you to tell us a moment that you realized that you were creative. Like, what was that moment? What are you doing with that moment now? How are you um, expanding on that creativity? Like, what does that look like? So we want you to either write us on Instagram. You could respond to um, one of our past posts. You could DM us. You could email us. You could write a review, whatever is easiest for you. But we want to know a moment that you realize that, hey, I'm pretty creative. 
Yes. And you know what? If you guys share with us, we'll pick some that we find interesting and we'll share them out on next week's episode. Yes, we will. So, you know, we're going to do more of that stuff where we y'all share with us and we'll share back out. So I'll make sure to also create a graphic lookout for it sometime next week. But yeah, but go ahead and share with that. If I'm taking too long for the graphic and you say, I want to answer that question now, like Kim said, feel free to email us and that'll be at too dope to be broke at gmail.com. Or, you know, like I said, electric slide in our DMs and go ahead (laughs) and, and let us know, you know, just respond to the question. But keeping the ball rolling, so we're gonna bring back our dope friend. Yes, it's been a moment, and so today we are going to shout out the purpose pack. What's the purpose pack? I'm glad you asked. This is a podcast that is so good, it's a new podcast. And it is hosted by Anne, Dejana, and Nikki. They are on Anchor currently and on Spotify. And they are hilarious. Um, Freaking hilarious. So they are really great storytellers. Um, Very funny. They're giving you truth. They don't hold back any punches. And what's really great, it's three women. They have uh, three different perspectives. And they talk about relationships, um, just things from their past. Like, they're very candid. And that's what I love about them. And they are all, like, you know, just in different stages of their lives. So um, I think that you guys would definitely benefit from um, going and giving them a listen. Plus, Dejana is a sis. That yes, is she our family. Is. So we definitely want to make sure that we're supporting her as well as Anne and Nikki because they are great women as well. So do us a favor. If you're listening to us on Anchor, slide through to the Purpose Pack. Go ahead and put them as your favorite. If you're saying, I don't have Anchor, but I got Spotify, go ahead and slide over to Spotify and you can find them at the Purpose Pack. And that's P-A-C-K. Again, you will not be disappointed. Also, they have an Instagram. Follow them at The Purpose Pack Show on Instagram. Let's get their followers up. They are really, really good, y'all. Absolutely. And outside of that, we want to make sure we shout out our producer, Jasmine Seffer. The the original Jay-Z. We also want to shout out Michael, which is Artificial Intelligence, who does all of our amazing music for this podcast. This music that you're grooving to now. Mm, I love love it. (laughs) And then we also want to shout out none other than Kyle Scott, which is the person who makes sure that this thing is edited right. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. That is our dope dream team. We love you guys so much. We could not do this without you. you. And last but not least, we want to make sure that you follow us. So follow us on Instagram. You can find me at Kim.S.Scott. And CJ, let them know where they can find you. Y'all, your girl is on the cusp of 600. You heard my plea and you answered it. (laughs) But it still ain't good enough. I need the follows and I'm going to post a new picture sometime next week so you can find me at she is C Johnson that is S-H-E-I-S-C J-O-H-N-S-O-N 
And also, don't be a stranger. Go ahead and like them little rinky-dink six pics that are up there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Show me you, some love. <laughs> yes, and don't forget to share us, you guys, with everybody you know. Don't be stingy with all this greatness. Share yes. it with your friends and your family Ooh. members so they can also become our dope friends. But until next time, you guys, this has been an amazing episode. We love you so Woo! very much. And yes. we cannot wait until next week. But until then, stay, stay dope. Stay dope. Bye. Bye. <laughs>